0: My wife and I have retreated to a small cabin in the solitude of these mountains. I believe I have made a significant find in the Kandarian runes, a volume of ancient Sumerian burial practices and funerary incantations. It is entitled Nachuran
1: de Manto, roughly translated... Book of the Dead. The book is bound in human flesh and inked in human blood. It deals with demons, demon resurrection and those forces which roam the forest and dark bowers of man's domain.
0: It is through recitation of these passages that the demons are given license to possess the living. It's Franchiseography, the podcast that digs deep into the entire filmographies of Hollywood's biggest film franchises. I'm Scott Carelli. I'm Nick Jimenez. Today we are concluding our mini series on the Evil Dead franchise with the elevated horror remake slash reboot slash legacy sequel that promised to be the quote most terrifying film you will ever experience end quote. It's 2013's Evil Dead. And we have a guest joining us to talk about Pencil Transfer Spells, Cabin in the Woods Inception, and allegory. is actor, comedian, and three-time returning guest, Billy McCartney. Welcome to the show.
2: It's so good to be here. I did not realize I was closing out the Evil Dead series.
0: So mm-hmm. here we for go. now. Yeah, for now. Evil Dead Rise comes out next year. Um, which oh. is the next one, the new one.
2: Oh, I'm going to learn yeah. so much tonight.
0: You, you, brace yourselves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm so excited to be here. This is going to be a wild <laughs> So, So Billy, uh, this, is the, this is the Evil Dead movie that you requested. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what is your background with this franchise? Okay, so almost
2: I almost requested this kind of as a bit because I was like, well, that's the one I've seen. And I would like to reiterate, uh-huh. this is the Evil Dead movie I have seen this one <laughs> and after yeah. you asked me to do this i intentionally have spent the past couple of weeks avoiding anything about the evil dead so i still only <laughs> know this movie amazing now no i love this that. movie does have a very special place in my heart and i was reminded of this to rewatching it which is uh growing up i hated or i thought i didn't like horror movies i thought they scared me mm-hmm. too much i thought i didn't like them my now fiance then boyfriend loves horror movies and I was in the the process of like trying to go see horror movies with him to see if I could like if I was wrong and this is the first horror movie I ever <laughs> saw in theaters where I walked out happy I had like happy like I had a great yeah. time at this movie and it is now that I think about it it is the movie that flipped me on horror films forever and now we go nuts
0: you know what's funny is that has been a very common story across every single Evil Dead episode. Like, wow. not just the remake, but all of the Sam Raimi ones as well. Um, people have said, I didn't like horror, and then I saw this, and I liked this. Uh, and then now I, lo- uh, now I love horror. So it is, gr- it is actually heartwarming and life-affirming that the remake <laughs> did the same thing for someone. I think that's oh, great. Oh, and
2: when we, when we get to the point, I'll tell you, but there's a point in this movie where I, where I know, where like, it just, everything clicked. And I was like... I'm fully on board.
0: Yes. (laughs) Uh, Nick, where, where were you? When were you, when you saw this movie?
1: Yes. Uh, I can remember this very clearly. I was, uh, I was in college. Billy, I was thinking, I was trying to remember, were you there that night? Um, Because I I went with a big
2: group. I don't remember if we went with a big group, but I, I know it was my senior year, I think. Yes. I know because I know spring uh,
1: 2013 yeah
2: because we had Mm -hmm. because the fiance had taken me to see sinister the fall before and we both disliked it so this was I know this was the the, the second one and this is the one that won me over
1: (laughs) (laughs) nice that's it's funny that you bring up sinister because I you know I I kind of credit that movie with like uh, uh, insidious in in 2010 was like oh wow that was really fun cuz i like yeah billy I, vo- I mostly avoided horror growing up mm-hmm. um in like the 2000s and whatnot and then sinister was like holy shit and then by the time this came out in the spring i was fully like wa- you know finding like the vhs movies yes. and memorizing directors and like following like horror in a way that i hadn't before and that's cool this yeah, and this movie, this like, yeah, this is my Evil Dead movie. Like, <laughs> this kicked my ass the I, yeah, first time that I saw it.
2: Yeah, I and I, as much as I have like more, I have opinions. Rewatching it now, almost mm-hmm. ten years later, I did really like rewatching it again
0: as well. Yeah, yeah, this movie so, rules. Um, like Scott, it, what's I, your uh? Yeah, so I I followed this movie getting made very, very closely because of uh, how much I grew up loving the the Sam Raimi trilogy. Um, And so I was kind of... And I loved the idea, the concept of what they were doing, which was like, let's go back... Because, you know, the sequels became these sort of like camp fests. Mm -hmm. Let's go back to that first one. And like, rather than, you know... Evolving the series in a camp direction because people found that first movie so funny because it wasn't intentionally trying to be funny, but it was kind of failing at a lot of things because it was very cheap, you know, and so a lot of people would make fun of it and then that evolved and et cetera, et cetera, and so like let's go back to that first movie and do what we, what the original intention of that movie was, which was scare the ever living shit out of anyone who watches it. Um and that's and so I was like I love that idea mm-hmm. and I I was I was like I really hope this is good but this is also coming on the heels of all of those Platinum Dune remakes that were all like fine to lackluster
1: um like uh, oh, so like, uh, Platinum Dunes Billy is like oh you, you say, saw, yeah, no no like, he but, saw yeah, my face no, go ahead <laughs> go ahead <laughs> it, uh, in the two thousands Michael Bay. It's production company Platinum Dunes produced oh. like the Texas Chainsaw I know exactly movie. I exactly what. The, as soon as Beal. you
2: said, as soon as you said Michael Bay, I was like, oh, I remember his little okay. like horror production moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it all clicked.
0: Yeah, so um, horror remakes were kind of a dirty word mm-hmm. uh, by the time this came around, and so the fact that this one, it didn't win over everybody because a lot of Evil Dead fans wanted Evil Dead Two, and this is like not Evil Dead Two like at all. Um uh, but the people who were like big horror fans, and not just like Evil Dead fans, all of them seemed to like r- this really be won over by this movie, um, which is an impressive feat considering uh, the fandom of the series. <laughs> I um I
2: going back into it, I was shocked when I pulled it up the other day, and it had a ninety minute runtime. I was like, mm-hmm. I remember this movie being jam packed, and it was it's it's mm-hmm. it's so well paced it almost is mm-hmm. like this script should be like the script you copy for a horror film just like i mean it is <laughs> it's also riffing on a very classic horror uh formula but yeah in a way in a way that is so like it knows exactly what it's doing every step of the way that i just gobbled it up again
1: <laughs> yeah absolutely is um, it still technically the longest one it might be, yeah. I think oh, it amazing. Is. I think
0: you're right. That's hilarious. Yeah. Um, so this is uh I I went and saw this opening night with uh my wife, uh girlfriend at the time, wife now, Bethany. Um we had I had just made her watch all the other Evil Deads before we watched this one. <laughs> um And uh, and and she liked those well enough. Um, And then we saw this and like it was a thing where like obviously this is an extremely brutal, gory movie um, and that's tough to watch, you know, but like she still came out of it really enjoying it. And I was like kind of blown away by it because at this point. Elevated horror hadn't become a thing. Things like Hereditary hadn't come out. Things like The Babadook hadn't come out. And this was like, I feel like this was in this transition period. This just like fit right into this transition between the Platinum Dunes era remake horror remake stuff and then all of this new elevated horror stuff. Because... It was just – I just thought it was so smartly done, the way Mm -hmm. that it was constructed, the way the themes were built into it and everything. And I was just kind of like flabbergasted by how good it is to the point where, you know, one of the last shots of this movie of her ramming that chainsaw down that thing's throat – and it's just the fire in the background and the rain, the the blood so rain good. and everything. And I'm like, this is, this is the, it, it's like euphoric when you get to that point. I, um, I
2: remembered the, I was like, I was like, I remember like when it starts raining blood, everything's great. And I was happy yeah. to report that even 10 years later, I, it's yes. Yeah. It's still that. Oh it's man. It holds so up. It's so good. It's
0: so good. It's so good. But, uh, uh, but yeah, um, I want to, so let's talk about the development of this film. Um, obviously to talk about the development of this film, we have to talk about what happened to the evil dead franchise post army of darkness. Um, army of darkness comes out. Uh, it is a bomb total flop. <laughs> they don't know how to market it. Um, and, uh, universal just sort of like cuts their losses and knows that they're going to get their money back. Cause it's not, it wasn't an expensive movie, but, um. You know not it just wasn't going to make its money back in theater, so they sold it on on you know video and and everything, and it made its money back, I think rather quickly on cable and all of that stuff. Um, so there has been talk for a while about making another evil dead. There was lots of options that came up. Um, one of the most popular ones was uh, Freddy versus Jason had come out. It was a big hit. They wanted to make a sequel. And the bright idea that they had was, well, this movie ends with them both dead. So the only way to bring them back would be with the Book of the Dead. And who has the Book of the Dead but Ash Williams, Bruce Campbell himself. So movie. let's do
1: Freddy versus Jason versus Ash. Um, and sure. So that I was mean, Freddy versus Jason won like four Oscars, right? When he came out, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> uh, really award-winning movie. Um, so uh, uh, I think I think that's uh, I think that's uh, Paul Thomas Anderson's first Oscar. I think was for
1: uh, uh, Freddy right. versus Jason. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll never uh, yeah I'll never forget. Jason hugged him. When he won, and yeah. it was like a really beautiful moment, because you don't see Jason really be vulnerable like that a lot. Right,
0: right of course. Um, <laughs> so so uh, that movie obviously never happened. It it turned into a comic. And that was like generally what would happen with the series, is something would get built up into development, end up in development hell, and then result in another comic book um, of, of, you know, Ash- getting into high jinks and adventures there were video games there were all these things did you ever but read any of the comics Scott i i did they're not good um okay. none of them are uh okay. they're all just like exactly what yeah. you would think it's it's callbacks to one liners from army of darkness um and that's that's kind of it uh it's not like any of the writers on it were capable of writing new one liners they just kept him saying the same ones Uh, As Mm. if they were catchphrases and not things that the character thought of at the moment, you know, (laughs) but whatever. Um, He's uh, In any event, yes. Oh, just a a
2: silly sidebar because they just had the Evil Dead video game, which uh, I saw some Mm -hmm. gameplay of. But they also have Ash is a playable character in Dead by Daylight. And when he was introduced, he was the only survivor with voice lines um and it's it's that same thing where he's just like like he's on the character screen he's like groovy and then you like click yeah. on him and he's like oh who's shitting in the tall grass You're <laughs> just like all right ash here we yeah, go right. but he's the only one who talks <laughs> yes
0: um so fast forward and uh there comes a point where um they are in development on a on a real Evil Dead 4. They're going to make an Evil Dead 4 and um Bruce Campbell's attached and Sam Raimi's attached. This is post Spider-Man 3. Um I think post um Drag Me to Hell but pre Oz the Great and Powerful. And uh they're going <laughs> to make this thing and and uh everything seems to be like it's going to be working out and then as they are writing it they are realizing that one no one is giving them any money for it <laughs> to make it and and they don't want to make another independent feature and two uh the story that they have to tell is more complex because they're like Sam Raimi's like kind of a better storyteller than he was in the 70s, 80s and 90s and so he realized that there was more story to tell and the development happened and it turned into Ash versus the Evil Dead the TV series um, but the original plan was to either make an Evil Dead Four or an Army of Darkness Two, um, but that ended up not happening, and development turned into a TV series. But fans still wanted a new Evil Dead movie in theaters, and then this little, uh, <laughs> this little director, un- unheard of director, makes this little short film called Panic Attack, um, which is a special effects written short film about an alien invasion in a in a a, a big city in Mexico it might be Mexico City might be another city um and uh it is like this 7 minute something short it's like this nothing short that he made on the weekends um and that man's name was Ferri Alvarez and this short blew up on YouTube in 2008 Um, blew up and, uh, he got me immediately signed with CAA like weeks after this thing hit YouTube, um, signs with CAA has meetings with Steven Spielberg and Sam Raimi, uh, Sam Raimi wants to develop panic attack into a feature that gets stuck in development hell. They still want to work together and Sam says, well, I've got this whole ghost ghost house pictures thing do you want to make anything for us? Is there like a horror movie you might want to make? And he was like, well, if I want to make a horror movie, I want to make an evil dead. And then cool. He's like, well, what would be your pitch for an evil Dead?" And he told him the pitch of the, the drug addict who's trying to go sober and all hell breaking loose, literally. Um, And Bruce and Rob Tappert and uh, Sam all absolutely loved this pitch and was like, Let's do this remake. And the best, the best built-in thing that they had with this is that Bruce Campbell was going out to convention and talking this thing up. Like, he was talking about this for years before it actually hit screens. He was like, this remake's going to rule. It's not like those other remakes. This remake is so true to our original film and our original intention. It's going to kick ass. You guys are going to love this. He's like, I wouldn't have let them make it if they if they could make it. And one of the big controversial choices was not to have Ash in the movie. And he was like, look, I know, and you know, we don't want another Ash. We don't want somebody else to play Ash. You guys want me to play Ash. I want to play Ash, but I don't want to be in an Evil Dead movie again. Um, so... We're going to move on and we're going to have a new set of characters, but it's going to stay to the spirit of the first film, um, et cetera, et cetera. And he really started winning over fans uh, with all of these talks that he would have at conventions talking up this um, this remake. And um, and yeah, so Fede Alvarez uh, and his writing partner, um, they wrote the script to this remake. Um Roto. Seag Seegis um I'm not entirely sure how to pronounce his I last saw that name. name earlier today and I just kept reading. I was like that's a name. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's Only one of those that it. yeah, it's one of those ones that you see um and you're mm-hmm. like okay, uh but you Actually, just realize like suddenly you've never heard anyone say it out loud, you know? <laughs> um and uh but yeah, he would go on to to direct uh he would co-write Don't Breathe uh with with Fede Alvarez and go on to to write and direct uh, Don't Breathe 2. Um, as his directorial mm-hmm. debut. But uh, they wrote this movie together. And um, one of the things that really struck everybody was like, oh, my God, the story for this is amazing. Unfortunately, uh, English is very much your guys's second language um, and not your strongest suit. And none of these people are talking like Americans would talk. So we need somebody to rewrite this script. Uh, and so they hire in a little Oscar winning fil- Oscar winning screenwriter named Diablo Cody. Uh, oh no, and Diablo way. Cody rewrites all of the dialogue in this movie. Doesn't touch the story because everyone agreed the story was perfect, um, and just rewrote all of the dialogue. Uh, and uh, and and so she is an uncredited sort of script doctor to this, but very no- like everybody knows that she does she did this. Everybody who. Knows about this kind of thing, um, but uh, it was like a very. I remember when the news broke that she was writing on this movie, and everyone because this was at the point where Jennifer's body hadn't had the re- the resurgence, the its second wind of people being like, Jennifer's body is actually amazing. This was back when everybody hated it and thought it was garbage, um, and uh, and and so like everyone was real mad (laughs) like capital (laughs) rm uh when the when when news broke out about that but i remember nick being like hyped um i remember that was like the thing that like that sounds correct (laughs) That nick
1: was just like (laughs) hell yeah (laughs) there's so many horror references in juno that people don't remember (laughs)
0: yeah (laughs) um and uh and so um uh so she, yeah so she rewrote this screenplay it is uncredited um due to the fact that she didn't make any substantial changes to the story and that's how um the writers guild arbitration works uh so yeah so she doesn't have any screenplay credit but she did rewrite all of the dialogue in this movie um, and uh i think the combination of those two things cuz I, I think about it is like she rewrote all the
1: dialogue, but it's not like it sounds like Juno, you know. Right, like, right, yeah, yeah. Because, like, like you said, Scott, that her her voice quote was something that had been derided a lot online. How, right. like, the kind of qu- overly quirky dialogue and what have you. But yeah, like this is this movie plays it totally straight. Right, absolutely. Um, and uh, and then uh, originally, um.
0: Emily and Perry herself was cast as Mia,
1: um, and had Whoa. to
0: and had to had to drop out um, at the last minute, and uh, and they brought in uh, Jane Levy who was like ready and raring to go, and uh, she tells the story about how when they signed her, and this was like kind of an emergency, like you know, like the movie was about to roll, and and um and and is Lily Collins right? That's her name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Lily Collins backed out. And um, they were like, oh, no, Uh, well, who's available? And it turned out Jane Levy was one of like four actresses that were available and she got the part. But as she's like, as they're like, as they're reading her, they get to the end of her audition and Bruce Campbell, because it's literally like Sam and Bruce and Rob Tappert and (laughs) uh, uh, and Fetty Alvarez and his co-writer. They're all just like sitting there with doing this audition with Jane Levy. They end it and Bruce like, "Okay, we really want to offer you this part. But I, 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 I want to make sure that you understand what you're getting into. Are you prepared to be in full facial prosthetics? It's going to take two hours to apply, an hour to come off. You're going to be on set for 12 hours a day, covered in blood and gore and goop. Um, are, are you going to be okay with that? Are you going to be able to handle that? And Jane Levy was like, yeah. Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah. All right. And then and and Bruce would just be like, Are you gonna be okay with the part where we have to bury you in dirt with a plastic bag over your head? Like, are you this is he's like, I cannot emphasize this enough. This is going to be the hardest job that you've ever had, but on the other side of it, it's gonna make every job that you have after this a cakewalk Mm -hmm. everything else is gonna be easy street after this. But I'm telling you, this is gonna be hard and none of us are going to give you any sympathy because we all had it worse. So <laughs> <laughs> um, so just know that going in and she she agreed to it and he tells Bruce tells the story that he saw her at a convention like a year later um after the movie had wrapped but before it had come out and they and she saw him and they just made eye contact and she just had this far away look in her eye like Oh my God, you were right. That was, that was a lot. I'm never going to be the same again.
1: Um, and you know, uh, there's yeah. a, uh, oh, a Good. Oh, there's a, there's an episode of the, uh, the happy, sad, confused podcast with Josh Horowitz, mm-hmm. where, uh, Jane Levy was a guest. This was around the time of Zoe's extraordinary playlist Is that what it's called? I think you nailed it. Yep. Yes. I think cool. You got it. Sweet. <laughs> um, I got you, Brian. Um, uh, <laughs> Or like that that was just coming out. And Josh Horowitz very correctly stated, like, hey, like, you know, your two movies with Fide Alvarez, like that puts you, you're a scream queen, like you're mm-hmm, an icon. Mm-hmm, yeah. And like, are you ever gonna do horror again? And she said, those two movies, like the Evil Dead and you know, like, and and to a lesser extent, like don't breathe, were just so emotionally and physically taxing that she was like, I feel like I left it all out. I don't think I have anything more to do with horror. I think it's all in those two performances and like evil Dead, Mia. This is like a top five horror performance of all time. I I actually, I want to get, before we get into the plot, I have a hot take that
2: I just feel Mm because I was watching this movie and there is not a bad actor in this movie, which is nice, but Jane Mm -hmm. Levy is in a Mm -hmm. class by herself compared to the rest of Mm -hmm. this cast. And sometimes it's like, eh, but most of the time, like I just want to watch her do everything. Like, Mm-hmm. her with withdrawals, her just being sad, her fully possessed, her like everything she has to do. I'm obsessed with her in this movie.
1: It's kind she's of like so a marathon, good. like a triathlon of horror because she's yes. every possible performance you can give in a yes. horror movie. Right. She's the first victim, the main villain and the hero.
0: Yes. All it's in incredible. one. Incredible. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, it's it's an insane performance and and you're right everybody is really good but it's just like I mean it's just no contest as to who the MVP of this movie is. Um so uh uh okay. So then the so the movie's in in development and um as they are getting ready to make this thing. They're on the final draft of the script and <sighs> Rob Tabbert comes to them. Rob Tappert, who is a guy who I haven't really brought up a lot in this series, but he's sort of the third man or in this pairing of Bruce and Sam. Mm-hmm. Um, Rob Tappert produced the original Evil Dead, as well as Evil Dead 2, Army of Darkness. He would go on to be sort of like the head of Ghost Pictures, Ghost House Pictures, and this is after running all of the Hercules and Xena shows for Sam um, while he was like, you know, becoming one of the most in-demand Hollywood directors. Um, And so uh, Rob Tappert, um, He there was something about the script that he felt was missing. And that was the tree rape. Um, So there was a very (laughs) famous, very cringy scene in the first film uh, in which one of the characters is raped by a tree and it begins the... Um, possession process and um, it's a it's a horrible scene and uh, and it's a scene that Sam regrets and wishes wasn't in the movie um, and wishes he had never done Uh, and I think very lately he's been talking about it a lot and I have a theory as to why I think he's talking about it a lot more than he ever used to Um, and I think that's because the tree rape scene was not in this movie Um, Up until right before they started shooting it and Rob Tappert decided that he was going to pull some weight after Sam and Bruce had stepped away from the project to go work on other stuff. He was sort of the producer on set and the main producer working on on this project and said the tree rape scene needs to be in it because it is quintessential to Evil Dead as a franchise. Mm. And so. Uh, Fede Alvarez and his co-writer and Diablo Cody had to, like, put their head together and figure out how to present a tree rape sequence that was as upsetting as the original, but not as graphic as the original. Um, and so they came up with this whole scenario with the ghost girl and the the vomit thing and and the, with the with like the tree slug or whatever that comes out of her mouth i don 't know what the hell that 's supposed to be, yeah. but it 's like mm-hmm. the thing that um initially uh possesses Mia like and um that was all what 's that like the bile kind of yeah yeah like this like bi- black bile like twiggy thing i don't yeah. know mm-hmm. um it 's like a snake. Um, and, uh, <laughs> it, it pleased, it, 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 it pleased Rob Tappert. He was happy with that and, and they shot it and it's in the movie. Um, and, uh, everybody was real mad about this. Um, nobody liked that this was in this. Uh, Jane Levy didn't like, there's a shot in, um, the behind the scenes Material from the from the DVD, uh, which is quite lengthy it's very, very uh, lengthy all of the all of the material on this movie and' there's a there's a scene, a shot where she is leaving the tree bush thing the, that she 's stuck in um, after shooting this scene, and she is storming out of it and walk just brushes right past Fetty Alvarez, and Fetty is like standing there, not in video Village, but standing there. And she passes him by, like, quickly. And he she he's like, are you okay? And she's like, I don't want to talk about it. And just, like, goes. And oh. I'm like, how did they leave this in the... I don't know how it ended up in this documentary, but it's there. And I'm like, well, I know what that's about. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and so um, all of this being said, that... Unfortunately, Rob Tappert was proven, uh, at least to himself, proven correct because at the premiere of this film, which was at the Paramount Theater, um, the tree rape happens and the entire audience bursts into applause and a guy in the balcony screams, yeah, Um, which is just the craziest shit I've ever heard um and it's it's the aspect of
1: horror fans that I just hate more than anything is that shit or but, even or even fandom in general, I would yeah say. yeah which, which is like animal brain, this is from old things, so I'm going to cheer, yeah, yeah,
0: you know, without um, any
1: you know value hmm. of context or right, um and so my theory is the
0: reason that Sam has very recently in the past like two years started talking about how much he regrets the tree rape and wishes it wasn't in there, um, and et cetera, et cetera. I think it's because he is trying to protect the filmmakers making Evil Dead rise from Rob Tapper's opinions. <laughs> that is what I, take. I, yeah. I, I, I think that's what he's doing because he's being very public about it for no reason. Like, there's <laughs> no reason for him to be talking about it, but he is. Like, he would bring it up in in Multiverse of Madness. That's what I going uh, to just, just like, and yes, like and then
2: Wanda's journey... It's really like my own journey with this tree scene I hate. You're <laughs> just saying. <like>, yeah.
0: <laughs> Sam, what are you talking yeah. about? Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Um and so that's that's I I'm pretty sure that's what's going on. And so my fingers crossed that nothing like that happens in, in Evil Dead Rise and and Sam Raimi uh looks like a hero in retrospect. Um uh, hopefully. Hopefully. But uh I hate it in this movie. I hate that it's here. I um, actually- And once again just Just like the first one, it's the worst part of the movie.
2: (laughs) It was fully too. It was um, kind of the only major sequence that I had Mm -hmm. forgotten about that Mm -hmm. I was I was like, what? I was like, she's driving away. Okay, she crashed the car. And then it took me a while. And I went, oh, that like I literally had blocked this whole sequence out of my brain. Yeah. Yeah. It's Mm -hmm. a bummer.
1: It's not fun to watch. It's not fun. (laughs) <laughs> I have some, now that I know that it, the creation of it was by Fide and his co-writer and Diablo Cody, watching it, and we can totally, I can save my opinion for when we get to it in the walkthrough, yeah. um, but I could see what, like, the attempts to make it have more narrative weight mm-hmm. and yeah. communicate more about this demon and the way this demon operates, I'll just say it right now, the this evil dead, this version of the deadite seems to be, like, if we go back to like the biblical sense of demonic aspect of demonic possession, was it leveled you down to like your base Mm -hmm. and like it dealt in from the Christian perspective, things that were based like sexuality or violence. Um, You know, like a a character urinates on themselves at one point Mm -hmm. during this movie, Mm -hmm. the language of the deadites in this movie is much more rough and sexual Mm -hmm. and like violent. And so I get and like the aspect of the little of the ghost girl recontextualizes it, and watching it through a critical eye for me as a guy who gives a shit what my opinion is, it seemed to be more like invasive, and yeah. like invasive in the sense that like the face hugger and alien, and it seemed to be taking the creepy exploitative seventies rapey aspect. It's in my eye, I could see the attempt. You know? Yes, I of course I absolutely a, agree
2: this. with you, but there there's also like. This level of uncomfortable sexual aggression that they that happens again a little later in the movie with the razor blade tongue make out, which is mm. less horrible. I mean, it's horrible, but it's less traditionally exploitive and m- I think much more powerful than mm. than the tree rape. Cause I don't know. Cause sure. it, it almost checks the same box. That, I think they thought they were the same boxes, but one is like, and the other, I was like, fuck yeah. <laughs> like, and the you know, on the let's,
1: le- like, le- let's go back to that Paramount screening. If God, you know, a, like no version of the tree scene should exist. Right. Mm-hmm. right. But if, if let's say they or whatever, the filmmakers were like, Hey, what if this happened to a male character? Mm-hmm. And like, we twist it on its head. I doubt that it would have gotten, a hell yeah from that random guy in the balcony. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. But
2: also, Nick, in that version, somehow I am actually uh, more interested. And that's a problem with myself. And I get that.
1: Right. Or even, <laughs> you know, like a- the alien movies are all about like yeah. the male fear of rape and the male fear yes. of being entered and yeah. like that subconscious. And ho- horror is supposed to go into those places. But like knowing the origins of that scene, which is just like a dumb 19 year old making a list of like, weird stuff that could happen in a horror movie (laughs) or messed up stuff that could happen in a horror movie. Like it has no, its origins are so shallow and repulsive as we've talked about throughout this whole series. And rightly so. Right. Right. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Um, so, uh, so yeah, the movie came out, it was a big hit. Um, it has a post-credit scene uh, in which Bruce Campbell makes a, a really stupid cameo. Um, I hate that post-credit scene. <laughs> it made me
2: laugh uh, again so this much. time, Scott. I don't know what to tell you. I was like, I, I,
0: I, I said it with him. I went,
2: groovy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's just... Do you remember how you felt? Did you see that in theater, Scott, for yes. the first time? Yep. Did you think it was stupid then or did it did yes. it get you that night? Yeah. No, no. Okay. I
0: definitely thought it was stupid then too. Um, okay. Just because like, I thought the movie was so special on its own. That, Mm -hmm. like, adding that in, I just thought was silly. Because then after this movie, there was like, oh, Sam Raimi's going to make Army of Darkness 2. And then they're going to make an Evil Dead 2. And then the Ash and Mia are going to meet up in a movie uh, together. And I'm like, how do you even reckon those two characters? Yeah. yeah.
1: it, (laughs) It doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. Like, trying to imagine those two characters, like, endgame style sharing a scene together. Yeah like yeah it's just don't. it's a lot for me i di- don't know they're from different universes yeah yeah, yeah. well 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 uh, i've got uh so i oh i can't wait so there's interesting... not in the, not in like the fandom sense but like in the style like oh yeah mean, definitely like... definitely yeah um cuz there is i what i found interesting was like this movie was
0: absolutely marketed as a remake everyone talked about it as a remake um and then Fetty alvarez is like it's not a remake <laughs> That's at like he got the classic and he puts the rusted classic in the back for Mia to sit on because she he's like that's Ash's car it's been here since Evil Dead since oh, the first Evil Dead oh that's rad yeah he's like it's it's the same book it's the same how ha- it's the same cabin um everything like it is it is a continuation there were other hints at it being a continuation um that we'll get to in the in the walk down that or walkthrough that I want to talk about but um I yeah like walk down. Yeah. The walk down. The walk yeah. down. Uh, um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I thought that was uh, I thought that was interesting that like he was yeah. like he's like now that it's out, I can tell everybody I lied. It's not a remake.
1: Mm. <laughs> and I think retroactively you can say that 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 uh, Ash cameo was like, I, I think I, I know people who still be- who believe that that they were hyping Ash versus the Evil Dead. Mm, Interesting. Okay. 'Cause that came like out a couple of years after this, I think. Right, right. That's true. That is true. Um Do you guys know where they shot this? Not a clue. Uh the great uh the great country of New Zealand. Yep. That's Did right. Really? The whole crew the whole crew were New Zealand and like
0: it just I think that's why the effects were so good. Well, one, Rob Tappert obviously had a relationship with New Zealand because of the Hercules and Xena of it all. Mm-hmm. Um but but also there's a lot of really great special effects people in New Zealand, um, yeah, and uh, and yeah. So all of this stuff is practical; none of it is CGI. There oh, and is, you can you can tell it's it, incredible. Yeah. It's so much. Fun I think to watch. the I want to say the only bit of CGI is that thing that goes up her skirt. Um, <laughs> I think that's the only CGI element of the whole thing. Um, everything else is
1: practical. So, yeah, impressive. wow, and like the. Yeah, I mean, such unsettling, like the the burns on Mia, yep. the the oh, hand, yeah. the tongue, like so yep. many memorable. Um, Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Billy, yeah. were you, were, oh, were, were were Hercules and Xena a part of your, your no, diet growing up?
2: And I don't know if it was because I was too young or wasn't really into it because like my aunt had a chihuahua named Hercules and he was named after Hercules, the TV show. And I definitely knew it was on and knew it was a thing, but I think it was all wrapped Mm -hmm. up by the time I would have like been invested in it.
1: She would go out of her way to say he is not named after the Disney Hercules. He's he's (laughs) named after the Kevin. (laughs) Yeah. She was
2: like, yeah, no, no, no. It's the TV show Hercules.
1: (laughs) Okay. No, I didn't have, I didn't have a relationship with that, with that franchise. It's a weird nexus to a lot of what we've been talking about.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I didn't realize there was a, a connection there, but that's interesting.
0: I'm pretty sure, like most of the Ghost House pictures, movies are shot in New Zealand. Um, <laughs> like with the oh, exception and that title of the Grudge, card is scary. Yeah, with the exception, oh, I, know, the- I love the logo. Is so cool. Oh yeah, too. it's so too. good. <laughs> it's it's so good. It reminds me actually a lot of um, Mucky Paw Productions in the way that it's yes. like kind of a little theat- like a little short film, like you know, mm-hmm. like yeah. <laughs> well look out there's a ghost in the house ooh it's great yeah
1: ghost house ghost
2: he's house. peeping at you oh I also I was thinking about this too I also I had seen Cabin in the Woods and I think I understood I, 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 I loved it I, but I, I knew it was riffing on all of the horror movies but I knew somewhere in my head that the Cabin in the Woods was riffing on something I hadn't seen and it was this where I went oh of course mm. it's Evil Dead of course they were riffing
0: on okay So I actually it's one of my it's it's one of my I have like a few I have my one big issue and then I have a few little nitpicks. um, And one of those things is I think that the new Book of the Dead is too heavily inspired by Cabin in the Woods with the (laughs) like with the like tarot card like token like tokens and everything like this is the one that boils their face and this is the one that cuts their face off and this is the one that burns and this is the one that gets buried i am the one with the tearaway face good job yeah, yeah thank like, you it, i you right. got there first <laughs> <laughs> like just but like you know just in the same way that like they they play around with like the horror archetypes in cabin in the woods this one oh. also does the, does that in a mm. way that feels like, like Cabin in the Woods Inception, where it's like, wait, so Cabin in the Woods is riffing on Evil Dead, and now Evil Dead is riffing on Cabin in the Woods. And I'm just like, oh, my head hurts.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think, and that is a, a, that does hurt this movie, that comparison, only because I like the, uh, I like the cast of Cabin in the Woods better. <laughs> yeah. Well,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's real good. <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: Although, I, well, no. Yeah. I would say, wow, both have like a, a final girl redhead.
2: That's true. Wild. Redheads yeah, were in. Hey, kids, if you're listening, uh, 2009 to 2015, redheaded women were
0: everywhere. <laughs> and it's all Christina oh. Hendricks's fault. In a good my, way. my other nitpick, what, nitpick, which is super, 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 super minor, but it does annoy the shit out of me, is that none of the deadites have white eyes. It drives me crazy. Um, oh. It's like... It's like quintessential <laughs> Eye to me is that they have white eyes
1: and none of them have white eyes and it drives me crazy. Um, That's funny. The answer to this won't discredit it being uh, 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 like an iconic part of the Evil Dead franchise, but mm-hmm. were the white eyes intentional or was it just like, oh, they're on, they're on Ted, but they turned white? Let, let's film. Uh, no, I mean it's
0: intentional because they because nobody can Sweet. see anything through them. Um, okay. Yeah, they were all they were all blind. I think it's the only kind of like creepy contact lenses you could get back then. Um, they didn't have but, the like, uh,
2: toxic symbol or the zebra strike. Yeah, right, right. <laughs>
0: These ones though, they just look like um, like like leftover uh, Hayden Christensen uh, Sith contacts. Nice, mm-hmm. nice. Um, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I don't know, but anyway. But uh, what you were saying earlier about like the possession stuff, it is. The, the possession stuff in this is more clearly possession. Like, no one is going to watch this movie and think these guys are zombies like they do with the other Evil Deads. Right? Oh. And, and what I, what I like about, about that, too, is just, like, what you were saying is, like, yeah, it's like they're all exorcists girls like all of them are exorcist girls it's like having like five exorcist girls in your house <laughs> you're like oh Jesus this is a lot this is intense
2: <laughs> you see, there's so, one point where I'm like who am I keeping track of okay so who's in the basement and then she's over there and that one's laying yeah. on the floor but once they get the prosthetic makeup on they all look so similar I'm like who are you which one are you (laughs) look at me there was even a moment not to jump ahead too much but there's a moment where eric has like the dead eye make dead eye makeup and i was like didn't we kill the other girlfriend oh oh so that's eric fuck it's eric that's a man (laughs) right
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah oh man that's the one thing bodies 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 was missing was one of them reading from the book of the dead (laughs) the sequel yeah bodies 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 versus the evil dead (laughs) <laughs> perfect that's a great title honestly <laughs> no notes <laughs> i would be in the theater oh. um are we ready to get into the yeah. walk down let's get into it oh my notes uh, let's go uh really great cold open mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i Just honestly it's so good and like for and so immediately like ferocious and just really let me know as a viewer like, Oh, like this is going to be like, this is going to have that ratcheted up extreme. I mean, like everything like hurts in this movie. Yes. Mm -hmm. Like at the beginning we see this girl, she's running from these, like kind of the stereotypical, like Tucker and Dale. (laughs) They really are. (laughs) (laughs) Like the horror rednecks, I guess. And they, uh, and then you find out and she wakes up and she's like tied to a post but she's tied with barbed wire. Yeah. And, yep. And so like right away you're just like ah and that's kind of where this movie lives for a lot of it, you know, mm-hmm. is you can really feel every cut that a character suffers. Yeah. I I I have a question before we get into yeah. it. Yeah. I do
0: have uh-huh. one question for everybody. What is the one the one injury in this movie that makes you like more than any other makes you wince what was the one in this movie
1: oh there's so many i have yeah. one
2: that's dumb go ahead Please. what is it so like i know i know that in this movie a man gets stabbed in the eye a bunch with a needle and i know there's a yeah. razor blade that goes uh through a tongue uh i there's a there's the burning water but I swear to God, it is when Jane Levy is in between the walls and the machete comes through and just grazes the top of her leg. And then it's it comes across her legs and she goes, ah, and then, you know, that the deadite has to pull it back out. And just the knowledge yeah. that it still has to come back out. And then it happens again to her arm. That is the worst. I know her arm gets <laughs> her hand gets ripped off. That is the worst. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, well, it's the way because uh, she, the, Jane Levy, like totally sells yes everything. The slight, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's if- yours, Scott? Mine is uh, I forget
0: what what is the character's name? The Scott. Um, oh, uh, Eric. David. A- Eric. Oh, Eric. Yeah, uh, Eric. Yeah. When when um, when Eric puts out his hand to block the crowbar and oh. split, and it splits his hand apart. Yikes. That's pretty brutal. That's, uh, that's, that's the a good one. That's the one. Nothing. I was like, I was like, wow. None <laughs> of this is affecting me this time. This is go, pre- oh, Jesus. Like that was the one. That was <laughs> that
1: was the one that got me. <laughs> um, it's the for me. There's uh, for weirdly the nail guns get me. Maybe because I can imagine that specifically. Yeah, sure. Like when they're when when David is pulling them out of him.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes, pulling out of them is wild. I also recently went to a freak show where uh, I, I did pull nails out of a woman's nose, but she put them there. Um, but <laughs> I, I, I get I get nitpicky about that scene because I just sit there and I go, nail guns don't work that way. Like that's just all I can do is like, oh, no, no, that little safety thing on the end is because it has to be pressed against something to work. But whatever. Or no, maybe maybe the Deadites
0: disabled it so it would launch them across the room. They have like a, a <laughs> <Yeah>. engineering degree. <laughs> Or maybe it's, um, uh, maybe it's a nail gun from the 70s without the safety.
1: Scott has solved my only problem with this script. <laughs> oh, <there you> <laughs> um, and then this isn't even technically on screen, at least for, at first. But when Eric goes into the bathroom and you just see the back of Olivia and you can just tell by her motioning and the sound design that yeah. she's hacking away at her face. Yeah. 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 Brutal. Yeah, yeah. I I spent a lot of time. We don't have to answer this now, but I asked myself this, and I I would I'd be interested to hear both of your thoughts. Who who gets it the worst? Oh, it's 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 uh it,
0: it's her brother's girlfriend. Easily, the one who is Easily. yeah, and
2: it's and it's because you know why. And just to add a layer, it's because Scott calls her the brother's girlfriend. It's because so much yeah. happens to her and she gets no character development <laughs> and she has no name. Yeah.
0: Yeah, her name uh, name uh, is uh, Natalie. Her name is Natalie. But,
2: but... uh, Like, Olivia dies first, and Olivia had more to do.
0: It's, it's... (laughs) Natalie's is brutal because she's just there to support her brother, like, or just just to support Jane Levy's brother. Like, she's just there to support her boyfriend and be like, you're doing the right thing, good call, and she's just stuck here and is always trying to do the right thing and just gets absolutely fucked. Like, those... The demons just ruin her. Yeah. Um yeah. it's it it sucks. <laughs> it,
1: it almost it almost it's not quite enough to be funny, but when the the part where she turns around and is missing both arms, yeah. and has a face full of nails and is yeah. just so cuz and Scott said this in the beginning, the deadites are mean. Yeah. They're so mean. They, they know exactly when to like leave and come back. Yeah.
2: Why are you hurting yeah. me, David? Yeah.
1: Yeah, Well, and that's and going back to the opening to get
0: back into our our walkthrough, oh, right? Yeah, it, yeah. That's 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 what's so great about. So, like, for anyone who doesn't know Evil Dead, you're watching this and you're and it's like a fun twist, like the like the opening scene, the cold open of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, mm-hmm. where like, yes. where like, you oh, think she's the, gr- the final girl, the, but she's yeah, there. yeah, the the girl, the girl, the damsel is actually the vampire, woo, like that that kind of mm-hmm. twist. You do it here, but, like, if you know Evil Dead and you're watching, you're like, no, no, no. This is their move. This is what they do. They're like, <laughs> how could you do this to me? Blah, blah, blah. You know? Like, that's yeah. – that's they always yeah. turn victim like that to make but you feel guilty yeah. and try to let them out again. The co- It's just – the cult open is so good. Just, like, where's mom? And it's like,
2: mom's dead, sweetheart. You killed her. It's, it's, it's so <laughs> good because everything up to that point yeah. is just, like – Cookie cutter horror film. You know what's going to happen. And then the second he takes it off and she goes, dad, you're like, "Okay, all right. Hold on. (laughs) Where are we? What's (laughs) happening?
1: I thought I had a plan. I love (laughs) you. I love you, baby. Shotgun to the face. Evil dead logo. Iconic. I have a question. So good. Yeah.
2: Mm -hmm. Does all of this happen because he shoots her in the head? And I only ask that because he was they were burning her at the stake to cleanse the evil. But then he shoots Mm -hmm. her in the head to put her out of her misery. Should he just let her burn all the way and we'd be fine? I don't know
0: these evil dead rules. No, no, all of this only happens because he read from the book. Like I guess that's Everything was closed and done and fine and good um, until
1: he read from the book. Okay, okay. Yes. So just to review the rules, because we really haven't gone over the Necronomicon rules as, as such, but I think the rules are if it gets loose, if you read from the book, it can uh, it can go into anyone mm-hmm. but especially if you have been bitten by one injured or by one injured by one or yeah. dead or a corpse gotcha because right. yeah i do love the way that this this feels like an
2: infection that they spread to each other it's a yeah. lot of it's fun okay cool because i had a lot of questions like, about if the uh if the girl from the beginning was like a more of a driving force than was implied <laughs>
1: Is she no. is that is she the actor is she who the little girl is that faces off against Mia at the end is that the same actor No no okay. the girl at the end is Mia that is Jane Levy Jane Levy is a fucking beast Yeah, yeah. amazing Yeah, yeah that is Jane Levy, Levy, I don't even and that was
0: that <laughs> was the... that was something else I was going to bring up because mm-hmm. it's another connection to the original uh Evil Dead trilogy because just like when uh when um Ash fucks things up in Army of Darkness, the entire entity of the Evil Dead create a physical being, an evil ash, out of one of their victims. That is what's happening here. That is evil Mia, just like evil Ash is evil Ash. Oh my god! And sort of like becomes the the sort of like embodiment of the Evil Dead. It's the same thing. It's That's it's cool. a
1: it's a continuation of that. It's like yeah, right. That's another cool thing about, you know, uh, is that this one remake successfully homages the whole trilogy. Yes. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. You get the hand and the saw. You get the montage. You get evil evil Mia. Yeah. Oh, I remember
0: the audience pop when she shoves that stump into the chainsaw. Um, That that got a
1: pop. That got a pop. Yeah. (laughs) Uh,
0: Um, (laughs) We'll get there. I'm going to talk all about it. (laughs)
1: Yeah. So some local Michigan teenagers drive out to a cabin. You know the one. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, David, played by Shiloh Fernandez, Olivia, Natalie, Eric, and then finally Mia, who we meet uh, wearing her Michigan State sweater on the classic doodling in a notebook. Yeah. The layout of this cabin is perfect
0: it is exactly the cabin from the other movies yet another legacy sequel secret legacy sequel thing um the other Mm -hmm. bit the first the first the the secondary sign. so like there's that there's mia sitting on the the classic rusted out classic um and then there's the blood um smear leading into the basement the basement which is was made when um bruce when 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 ash is shoved into the basement in evil dead 2 what well then i have a question It is the same blood smear
2: (laughs) then i would like to know why are why are there pictures of mia's family around the cabin is it her
1: family cabin yes okay so sometime between army of evil dead 2 Mm -hmm. when he gets sucked into medieval times uh the allen family
2: sorry just the fact that i Uh, don't know evil dead the the sentence you just said to me has completely changed what i thought this franchise was what 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 i we don't have time but i have so many questions that i didn't ask. before you gotta
0: you gotta watch the original i need to i really want to because i also love ross campbell i love him so much
1: i can't believe i haven't seen these no they're great (laughs) but i So I guess we can assume that Ash in some way was successful at stopping the evil dead on Earth Mm -hmm. and for at least 30 years or so or around 30 years, everything was quiet and this family could peacefully come to this cabin for kind of Mia and David's whole childhood. Mm -hmm.
0: Or or is this a um, is this a is there a point that anyone bloody gets pushed into the basement in the first evil dead? Because is this a Halloween 2018 situation where this is just a <laughs> sequel to the first one because his car gets sucked into medieval times that's and true. is in that cave. So if that's the car, then, then is, is this only a sequel to the first evil dead? I don't know. Okay. I'll I have text, a theory. I'll text Wait, Jamie no, Lee Lee Curtis.
1: <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> I think this the, the the classic that Mia is on is actually the classic that we see at the incursion in Doctor Strange and the multiverse of Madness. Oh, okay. God damn it. That's yes, good. <laughs> <laughs> and this is just this is just where it landed. So this yeah. is an Im- MCU
2: film now we've established. Yes. <laughs> and after um, after defeating the I, Army of Darkness, Bruce Campbell ended up in a parallel timeline selling pizza balls.
0: Pizza balls. <laughs> Disgusting looking pizza balls. Because we also don't know what year that cold open was, like when right. that mm. was set.
2: Yeah, mm. it could have been. However, they kept long It kept it
0: vague, like I think on purpose.
1: Yeah, um, like it could have been before Ash. Yeah, or or it could have been after Ash. It could have yeah, been post Ash. Right. Yeah. Oh, like this is what quieted the Evil Dead. It came back, and this kept it sedated for a few more years. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Um, one mark against this movie. One slight criticism. Uh, this movie falls under a, a, a trope that a lot of a lot of even good movies fall under: uh, siblings that act like former lovers. Oh,
0: yeah. yeah,
1: you want
2: to you want to tell? I'm going to tell you how you fix this because I had a I had an intrusive thought watching this movie.
0: Hmm. There's
2: a moment where Mia says, "There's something in the woods, David," and it's very ASMR, and she's like really <laughs> intense, and she's like, "There's yeah. something in the woods, David," and I went. I want the cast of Shit's Creek doing this movie.
0: Something in the <laughs> oh, woods, wow. David.
2: Anytime she said <laughs> David, I just was like
0: <laughs> was... wow.
2: She's not here, uh, you stupid oh. bitch. Like especially when she's possessed. I was like <laughs> imagine if this is Alexis and every David is David. I would watch <laughs> eight <laughs> versions of that movie. How David?
0: I I that scene that you're talking about, it might be like on a on just a on just a like very simple not doing anything flashy acting place, it's like one of her finest hours as an actress is in that because it's, it's, a- it's like it's like it is someone who just was sexually assaulted, but also like what she was sexually assaulted by. She's just like this is too fucked up. I can't. I just well, you know. Like, and then it's just- I mean,
2: we haven't even talked about it yet. But then also going through heroin withdrawals. So what does she know? Yeah. What's real or what isn't?
1: And, right, and, right. The gaslighting. The fact yeah. that
2: all four of them are not gonna take her word for anything. That's the brilliant writing of the of the heroine mm-hmm. plot, is other than yes. it, it gives it it really parallels her journey in the movie, which is really dark in a great way. But it just gives every other mm-hmm. character a reason to doubt her in a way where we were just watching it's, this possessed woman that get was, gaslit. I,
0: yeah, well, I mean, and that's what that's what the most brilliant thing about this remake is. And to this day, I still think it's Fetty Alvarez's like masterpiece like unfortunately I, you know yeah, i think yeah, it, it just be. it just is I'll, i'm excited to see what he does with alien because i guess that's what he's working on new, next is oh, like uh cool. like like uh like prey but for alien like a new twist on a on human on the franchise <laughs> yeah um yeah <laughs> i hope that's what it's called um but the thing that's so brilliant about this is just like this is a story about what addiction does to the people around you, your yes. friends and family um, manifested into a horror film. Like, and, yes. un- and, and the fact that she still has to overcome it. The themes in this movie are very similar to the world's end actually, which I don't even think is the first time we have brought that up on this, <laughs> uh, on this, uh, no, on this, yeah. this, this mini series. But um, this one in particular, it's a very similar allegory in terms of like the cost of addiction um, not just on yourself, but on the people around you. And in order to overcome it, it's only, it's a, it's a singular battle. It's just yes. you versus yourself. That's it. Uh, and it's and, just like, holy shit. What a brilliant movie.
2: <laughs> and and all the heroin stuff. Like we get, we get so much of like the heroin backstory early in the cabin. We find out Olivia's yeah. there cause she's got some sort of nurse or doctor background and she's going to help. But what hits me the hardest is we get that shot where it's like the deadite point of view as Eric's reading the book. And it's like zooming mm-hmm. through the woods. And then it yeah. hits Mia, and as soon as it hits her, she immediately throws up. And we, the yeah. audience, go, okay, she's now possessed. That's It has happened. But there's also that I go, also's viewer, you go, everyone's going to think this is heroin withdrawals. Everyone. Like right. as soon as she starts right. vomiting, mm-hmm. you're like, no one's going to give a shit that she's vomiting. They're just yeah. going to yeah. think we this even is get the that next scene. step
1: yeah and like we get that where so david's whole thing is that he's not there he's been avoiding it he wasn't there when the mom passed away and was ravaged by it's assumed dementia i don't think they ever like outright say mm-hmm. what she had but like olivia and eric are like hey she's going to flip out in like five hours and like we can't let her escape we can't i remember watching it for the first time being like oh i know exactly what they're setting up and this is amazing yes, it's, yeah it's, like, it's it's because. So- and like you're not mad you you're not mad at olivia and eric because like they're trying to be good friends they're taking those they're in that difficult position that friends of addicts sometimes have to be in where they have right. to like choose or choose not to be militant yeah and like no you're not leaving this house or whatever and just and yeah. just to have, to
2: frame it with this is such a brilliant device because it's always there's always it, it answers all of the horror movie questions all of the eye roll questions like why didn't they just leave we know where the, when things get bad this is why they don't leave because they think they expected things to get bad uh, right. uh, when it's like oh why don't they believe her because she's a heroin addict they're not gonna believe her no one's gonna believe anything she says like it's all mm-hmm. so well thought out so that even when the most unbelievable thing happens you're gonna buy it because eh, why not um, and it's not really unbelievable so- we'll
0: get there. <laughs> well, okay. So here's uh, please, Scott. Oh, I was just gonna. I, w- I was just gonna mention. Uh, I agree with all of this. However, the dog was absolutely unnecessary.
2: Uh, correct. Um, Sorry, cramp- I actually wrote down. Yeah, I'm still mad that they killed the dog. I'm still so mad they yeah. killed the dog.
0: Doesn't need to be. Didn't need to be in the movie at all. Sorry. There's, and there's,
2: also, the, <laughs> I'm mad they killed alive the dog. Alive
0: or dead. The dog didn't need to be in the movie.
2: And I cannot believe that in the year of our Lord 2013, we have a horror movie where they kill off the black person first. I cannot believe that that happened. I was. <sighs> I was like, really? Like watching uh, it back. I was like, are we real? Okay. All right. Fine.
1: Yeah. Um, I want to talk about Lou Taylor Pucci's Eric for a second. <laughs> I'm so glad um, you are because I have so many thoughts about this man. <laughs> so, yeah, here's the thing. He does. This this is the most. Okay. I'm going to paint a picture for the listeners. The Necronomicon is wrapped in trash bag. Then it's wrapped in barbed wire.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So he which is fucking cool, by the way. I love that. Yeah. Um, and so he has to snap it off with pliers, dig it out, seize the Necronomicon. Which is which is so looks like it's made of human flesh. So yes. much more than in any of the original <laughs> movies. Yeah. And then as he's reading it, in blood, there's like, hey homie, don't read this. Yeah. Close the book. Like, put it away. Stop it. Close it. Put it down. There's a demon in here. This Stop. Is, this is what I'm talking about,
2: like the most unbelievable part of the movie. But I buy it because yeah. because of him and also because I could see. I could see myself getting bored in the cabin <laughs> and doing exactly what he does. Like fuck you, I have I, no TV, I've no Wi-Fi. I'm opening this book. I don't <laughs> care if I need bolt cutters.
0: <laughs> the the thing that's the thing that's I like I hate that. Um but but it's also like it's believable. But I still I will say the thing that i think this movie is missing that the other evil deads have is the general spookiness of the first act um yeah. there's not a general spookiness of the first act it, billy you may not know this but um you hear a little bit at the end of the credits but in the original they play a video, like play a um an, audio, an recording audio recording of a professor who is already translated the book. He's like an archaeologist he, and he knows all this stuff and he translates the book and they're playing the tape of him reading the words and that's what unlocks the evil dead. Not gotcha. one of them translating the words. And muttering it muttering um, it to himself. Yeah. That, <laughs> Mo- oh yeah. Then, like,
1: yeah. Yeah, and, yeah, nice. and Big Doing...
2: Lebowski, Big Lebowski, dick pic with the scratch yes. on the paper. That's every time there's a yeah. scene in the
1: movie, I just think of Jackie Treehorn. <laughs> they even blacked it out so he couldn't find it, and then he's like, "No, I got to see what this is." But yeah. the second half of what I wanted to say about Eric is, he does the dumbest thing in the whole movie, so it's so it'd be so easy for the audience to just hate this guy, yeah, and never sympathize with him. With him, but this is such a brutal movie, and this guy survives such a beating. And even gets, like, when he gets his hero moment, I, like, I'm rooting for him, even though this is all his fault. Well, yeah. it's, it's also, you don't often see a character in a horror
2: movie where everything is his fault. Right. Realize that. And right. he realizes yeah. it and yeah. acknowledges it pretty early on. I actually wrote down, uh, <laughs> everything's going to be fine, was his final audition monologue. Like, that was a note I took. <laughs> when he's in there, he's like, yeah. everything's going to be fine everything's going to be fine. I don't know. Like whatever that speech is where he gets like the slow zoom. I was like, he booked the role on this. He's so like, this is what he did. But yeah. And then (laughs) it's, it's that where he's like, Oh, I think I fucked up. And then later where he's like, no, this is, I read the, I read the thing. It's me.
0: Well, I think that the um, I, I think that the thing that the movie does that's smart because I think you are one hundred percent right, Nick. We should hate him and completely unsympathize with him because it's and his Nick, fault I all I, I do hate happening. him, and we'll get into it. But I I do <laughs> yeah, hate cool. him. But 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 the thing that this does do, which is smart, which is it sets up a a uh, relationship between David and Eric which is like their friendship is on the rocks so that the moment when he has his hero moment, it's not about him being a hero. It's about reconciliation between these two guys who used to be best buds and are now like,
1: as Eric is on the verge of death, are sort of like reconciling, you know? Right. I mean, kind of one of the most heart-tugging moments of the movie is this. he's been like, oh, fuck David, David's not the same. But at the very, as he's, after being pulverized and he's on death's door and he's like hey i missed you man yeah yeah like yeah. in that moment they finally got to be present with one another and like yeah bond yeah
2: god i wish um, michelle got a little bit of character development just like an inch is it michelle what's michelle?
1: her Michelle? natalie
2: <laughs> natalie or olivia no olivia natalie. olivia mm-hmm. it's the actress in the script olivia blasts through all the character development she can yeah. as quickly as possible yeah. Natalie, gets- she's great Olivia does get
1: the short Natalie end of the stick,
0: gets,
1: but yeah, she gets this cool moment—not to backtrack, but yeah. right when they're getting out of the car, she's like, "Oh, are you a doctor?" And Olivia's <laughs> like, "I'm a registered nurse." <laughs> so, would you no, oh. She deserved better. She deserved <laughs> more to do.
0: I I will say though, um, there's that there's that bit where I forget what it is that triggers it. I is it the I don't know. Mia does something that triggers uh, a few of them. And they're like, we have to get her to a real hospital. And she just screams... She would get the same treatment as she would here with me, and I'm oh, just like, like oh, you okay. as shit, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't be like, I, I, would be, oh, uh, I disagree with you. I do. I don't believe it's yeah. true. I don't. I, yeah, I don't think. I don't think she's getting the same treatment in a cabin in the middle of the woods <laughs> you've as she a, would in a hospital. You've got syringes <laughs> in a suitcase.
2: Okay, this could go. Yeah, you. It could just be heroin. More of it. I mean, it probably is. I don't know how rehab works. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I, I, I mean, and honestly uh, the fact that. The fact that um, Jane Levy gets to be the final girl kind of rectifies it. But I remember sitting in this movie being like, oh, we're just killing all the women. Like, I do remember there was a point Mm -hmm. where I was like, oh, no, these two dudes are who we're ending the movie with. Well, (laughs) Uh, and that's the hair
0: and David. But that's the (laughs) thing is that it's. It's a what's interesting about this movie is that it's a the original Evil Dead was meant to be a reversal of those tropes by having the man be the final girl, like which would never happen before in a horror movie. Right. And so everyone was like, we want to I want to take like Sam Raimi, like his plan was like, okay, Bruce, I want to make a horror movie where you are the final girl because I want to make you I want to make a man scream like a girl. And that, to, to everyone else, will tell people that it's scarier. Like, that was, like, the concept that he had that come up so with. so fucking the, it, brilliant. I'm mad about it. it. That's yeah, so good. Yeah, Yeah. He's like, everyone will know it's scarier because I'm making a man scream like a girl. Yeah. It's um, like killing Tom Skerritt in Alien. You're like, I don't know what to do now. Like, where are we? Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> And so this movie then enters into a place where it's like it, it's like everyone's expectation. They even have David dressed like Ash in the original movie with like the beige, uh, the beige pants and the blue button up. That is like that's Ash's outfit. And so they have them all dressed up like Ash. There's the chainsaw scene like all of these things are happening. And, and I remember being in the theater being like, wow, I did not expect Jane Levy to be, because I was watching *The at, at this time, so I was yeah, like a great big Jay Levy fan already, <laughs> and and so I'm watching this. And I was like, wow, I really did not think she would be one of the first people to die. I, I didn't think that she was going to be Ash's sister. I thought she would be the main character, but I guess this guy is Ash. I don't know who the hell this guy is, but whatever. <laughs> Maybe he'll be cool. And then we get to the when when you get the surprise of him the getting surprise. killed. The surprise makes this movie oh my god it's just like it's like oh but then it's so funny because we just the big surprise the big twist in evil dead is that this is just re-entering into the final girl tropes yep yeah uh
2: let's not get to the end just yet because i could talk about the end for like ever
1: um i will you know i i I never thought of the uh there's something out there in the woods as like proto asmr but there's something in in what's david and in, in retrospect, <laughs> I remember that being what was so chilling because that was in the trailers, too. Yeah. And like, I just I was watching this an hour ago and I was like, this is kind of going back to, you know, you mentioned Hereditary, Scott, earlier. Yeah. And like in a just world, Tony Collette would have an Oscar for her performance in Hereditary. Yep. And I, I think it's true for this before. Like, I wonder how many Academy members even saw Evil Dead. Right. In 2013. But yeah, this is an incredible performance. Right.
0: Well, I don't I don't think any of the uh, the uh, sixty five to ninety five
1: year old Academy members would have uh, been <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> been really into giving this right. movie an award. But yeah. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, Grandpa gets hammered to death and David's pretty bummed about that. Mm-hmm. But then so he goes into the shower to like he's like, yeah, and then she's like scalding herself on the shower. Oh, I hate it.
2: I hate yeah. I did this one this one was a close second it's just this the intentionally standing in the scalding water and then yeah. and then it's the moment when David comes to like rescue her and there's a brief moment where the handle is too hot for him to turn it off so he has to yeah. leave yep. his sister in the scalding water for like three more seconds just to grab something that oh
0: I hate that in a good way <laughs> like that yeah that's a great little moment who let this water heater get that hot <laughs> I, 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 well don't flames. we also get a cut to it
2: too where they're like no, no no it's just like an old water heater and there's no limit on it and it works it's just really <laughs> um literally in flames i wrote to uh i love when the characters start to believe in witchcraft when the audience would if we were in the audience and i just mm-hmm. i feel yes, like this movie yeah. picks the perfect time for them to be like what if we're dealing with Fucking demons, and everyone believes it. And as the audience, you're like, "Yes, I believe you too. I understand. We've gotten there. (laughs) Sure, we're jumping off the
1: ledge. Yeah, because Uh, that's go all the way back. Great
2: moment. But that was actually why I didn't like Sinister. Was because I thought Sinister was a very scary movie until they revealed it was like a demon. I was like, okay, Mm -hmm. all right, I understand people are afraid of demons, but I was terrified that there was like an aging serial killer climbing into their attic to hide home videos. And instead you're just yeah. telling me it's magic and that is less scary for me. Whereas this sure. earned the reveal of magic and made it scary. Sure. And that was great.
1: Fair enough. Yeah. There's a great moment with David and, and, uh, and Eric where they're talking about like, so, so like, but this will work, right? If, if we do this, like you're sure? And Eric's like, no, I'm not sure. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> magic. <sighs> so, um... uh, uh... so. So we I, get. Oh, um... go ahead. Yeah. The uh, the the bridge being out is like an iconic, right. great shot. Evil dead, but it gets it gets flooded this time. It's not just like gone.
0: I I will say I think that like because like this point now, we're long past anybody referencing her drug addiction, because um, everyone right. like like you said has accepted that this is a, a demonic presence and and they've thrown her in evil, the basement. We're in an and evil just fucking left her there yeah. yeah, you're all yeah, going everyone, to die tonight. Everyone has agreed that they're in an evil dead movie at this point. <laughs> yes. Yep. And so um so I will say I feel that the I think that that there are, are are certain elements in the first act of this movie that I think take away from the execution, the perfect what could have been a perfect execution of the drug addiction gaslighting thing. I feel like it doesn't go Far enough or long enough. Mm. Um, and, and, and I think that one of the reasons that it doesn't work as well as I want it to is because of that goddamn tree rape scene. I think it breaks up the, it breaks up the, yeah. like, like th- it breaks everything up in a way that like, if she had just been hit by the force by the, and, by yes. the, by the camera and then puked and then You're the rest of it was so like, right. something's happening, something's in the woods like and I, I, and everyone her, was like, "Shut up, you stupid heroin junkie, you know <laughs> like it, like it I think it would have played more to the intention of the movie, and then having her try to escape and get it sucked into the woods and have that whole experience, I think then it just feels like repetitive in a way that I'm not as into. I don't think it's as as good as it could have been, as strong as it could have been as a result,
1: yeah i see that you know billy completely. you mentioned some you mentioned something where you were like you know jane levy kind of like kind of acts the shit out of everyone else in this movie which feels bad to say because like everyone's really good in this but there's a moment death to, to go back to the bath to the scene with her saying there's something in the woods it that is the most rattled and frightened i've ever seen a human being yes 100 when you cut back to david and he's like Look, Mia, everything's gonna be fine. I'm like, no.
2: That is that is the <laughs> that is the biggest problem with this movie, and I hate to say it because he does fine. But um, yeah. God, I compared to Mia, I hate David. Like, I don't want to watch a movie about him. And I, I yeah. rewatching uh-huh. it this time and knowing that Mia was coming back for the final act of this movie, I was like, God, I hate that they're making us pay attention to David for so long. Just like bring her back. So like, you're
1: not just... you're not excited that he is a playable character in the Evil Dead game. Is he really? gross yes. Yes. Both <laughs> yeah Uh. so, so um, then we get uh the evil dead uh possessing people yes mm-hmm. we get uh olivia's visions in the in the bathroom that ends with her like hacking away at her face and then attacking eric and we get the the needle in the hand and, and before we get into the needle in the eye I
2: understand, I think, that there is a level of camp to the Evil Dead movies. And there's a level of yes. kind of like fun and like wink wink. And I wrote, I wrote in my notes, slipping on her cheek is camp. And for me, yes, that's sure. when this movie kind of like starts to casually play with tiny bits of comedy. Yeah. it it like so tiny, but I love that he slips on the piece of her cheek. And that's what gives her the opportunity to stab him in the eye with a bunch of the needle. And yeah. and speaking of camp, I also feel that everything Mia says, everything Mia says when she's possessed is hilarious and also straight mm-hmm. out of the mouth of a drag queen. Every yeah. single line, <laughs> kiss me, kiss me, you dirty cunt. Your sister's being raped in hell. That one's dark, but also in a way insane and funny. Uh, she's not here, you stupid idiot. Oh my god! And then we'll get to it. But when uh, Natalie's cutting her arm off, and she's like, "Don't cut it off, you stupid bitch!" I laughed out loud. Like I just laughed. Yeah. Laugh.
1: <laughs> yeah. Also, uh we brought up The Exorcist, and it's also very like yes. Selma Blair in The Exorcist. Very yes, yes. Selma Blair. What did I was I gonna say? say. I was you like. Said, you I, was said, like you I said, I said I had... Selma Blair. It's Linda Blair. What's...
0: Oh, Linda Blair. My
1: bad. I was,
2: I was like, like, What the hell, year boy? did that movie come out? How did I not yeah, know yes. this? Was that someone killed it though? <laughs> she really would have. You're absolutely correct.
1: <laughs> uh oh man. Uh so uh, yeah, the, the, yeah, Natalie has oh the oh the setup of the, the creaky chair, the creaky stairs is really fun. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. When you see it bend when David and then when Natalie when Natalie goes to check on on <laughs> Mia and then just slip and slides down there, and then we get the the knife, the box cutter slicing open the tongue. Right. Which is kind of a reference to the first one, right? Doesn't something like that happen with a tongue? I don't remember someone, anything with a someone tongue. Someone like licks a fire poker or something.
0: Yeah. Oh, uh, that? Did, oh, no. No, no. She uh, she, she licks a knife after stabbing Ash. That's what sort of She like is giggles that. and like licks a knife and then like ah, goes after him again and is obviously yeah. blind the whole time because she has the contact lenses on. <laughs> uh,.
2: I do um, I will six I know we, we jumped a little bit but like ah, uh, the raise I said it already the razor blade tongue into the make out is so disturbing in a way that I love every second of it like mm-hmm. I just mm-hmm. the way she licks it and the tongue splits and then she shoves her bloody mouth on Natalie's mouth I was like this is exceptional I don't know what this is like yeah. gross out horror at its finest I love that whole
1: sequence yeah dead-eyed Mia is kind of amazing yes yeah. It's, it's like a full transformation. Like I'm not it's, thinking about Jane Levy. No, yeah. she's so good. It's like, really even good. the
2: way she like carries, holds her face and like moves her head, it's so good.
0: Question Did either did either of you guys watch the um unrated version? The the uncut.
1: Oh version?
2: no,
0: I actually went through a I, hunt to find the streaming
2: for free. I didn't know there was an unrated version. <laughs> oh.
1: I watched whatever was on Paramount Plus. Correct. Okay, thank so you, RuPaul's Drag yeah.
2: Race, for giving me a subscription to that <laughs> streaming. <laughs> yeah.
1: So. <laughs> so, so
0: theatrical for both of you guys. Um, yes. Yeah, I saw that it was on there, but then I saw that there was an uncut version, so I, I rented that. Um, I went ahead and splurged on well, it. Give but, me the uh, hot beats. There's, there's a great moment when, um, so Natalie's arm gets possessed, uh, and um, when she's, uh, when she's just sitting there, like contemplating what to do with her hand and like reacting to it she starts like w- like kind of like like whining to herself um and nick you'll you'll uh, you'll get this reference and she just starts saying they took my hand give me my hand back and it's like but is doing it like sad um and uh and i was like wow they like yeah they they basically cut a lot of references to the other evil dead movies out um mm. there's a lot of that there's a post credit scene in this where um Billy Bob picks picks her up. Like she's walking what? down the street. Yeah, from Evil Dead 2. Yeah. Picks up who Mia or Picks picks up Mia on okay. the on the street. Like she's on she like collapses in the middle of the street with her like stump and everything. And he's huh. like, Are you okay? And then sees that she's missing her arm and it's actively bleeding. And he's like, Jesus Christ, let's get you to a hospital. And like don't worry, everything's going to be fine. And then oh, like she fine. she's like asleep in the back and then it zooms in and then her eyes burst open and then That's crazy. Yeah. Hell yeah.
1: Yeah. You know, one time an evil malevolent force lifted me up and sent me flying into a tree. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but I didn't die though. <laughs> uh I do think
2: it's pretty horrifying to watch Eric have to beat Olivia to death with the back of the toilet bowl, but I also yeah. will say, and this is a criticism of him, I don't think he likes his girlfriend that much. I think he's a little too fine with this too quickly.
1: <laughs> I kept forgetting they were dating. I say. Yeah. I mean, that relationship doesn't work. None. Yeah. yeah. It and had it's... like friend group vibes. Not like. Yeah. Yeah. I, don't know. Um,
0: I do really like his performance in that, though, of like yes. him just screaming it's, and just yes. being absolutely horrified by what he's had to do or is having to do actively. Mm-hmm. Like he is. Yeah. Yeah. He was I like, think, I am living a nightmare. This I is awful. I think I came around
2: to where like, I like the actor playing Eric, but I don't think I like the character Eric, and it's a weird sure. dichotomy. Sure, sure, sure. Because I wrote later, a little so, bit after after Natalie cuts her arms off, I just wrote a note that said, he can read pretty okay for not having his glasses. Also, wasn't his eye stabbed? I really turned on Eric. Like, that was just the whole <laughs> note. Was, I was like, how are you reading, you asshole? Like, it was so mean. <laughs> Dumb idiot.
1: <laughs> and the cool thing about Natalie's hand getting possessed is- I remember the first time I watched this being surprised when Mia lost her hand because I was like, Oh cool. They did the hand thing, you know, ch- yeah, check yeah. it off the list. Yeah. And it's a kind of a fake out. Yeah. Um, also like in the trailer of this, which is seared into my memory. I think they edited it or maybe it was an alternate take, but it's, they make it look like Jane Levy is taunting Natalie. And is like cut it, cut it, and like I remember that. Yes, like, you're really so cool, you're. Not... I remember
2: that too. And instead, she has the <laughs> again hilarious line: "Don't cut it off, <laughs> you little bitch."
0: I my my guess my guess is they shot it both ways and then decided in the edit, but had the footage for the trailer. That's yeah, probably, that they're probably like, would she be into it or would she not be into it? Which one <laughs> would it be? You know, really Let's has there ever ways. been any uh,
1: has there ever been any Evil Dead inspired performances on RuPaul's Drag Race? Evil Dead, definitely on Dracula, which hot take. Everyone should watch Dracula. It's so good.
2: Um we haven't had enough like horror queens on mm-hmm. Drag Race. We've had a couple that have been very good, but now nothing nothing as iconic I need to go. I need to watch the new season of Dracula though, because there's definitely been
1: a few. Like, especially, I mean, Dracula does everything. It's, it's like she gets thrown in the basement, and then when she comes out of the basement, like that could be like a transformation. (laughs) (laughs) It's a reveal. She's dead now. Oh my god. Um, I so then um we get so Natalie dies. It's really sad. Yeah. And we get the uh, the ash shed montage with with David. Yeah. And I have a question around this time, there's a lightning strike
2: and a tree outside gets set on fire. And is this some mm. sort of like biblical burning bush thing? I don't understand. Is this an evil dead reference? Is it just good lighting?
1: David sure thinks it's a symbol.
2: Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Oh, you're, yeah, that's a, absolutely true. And is this where he does the thing in the sequence where he uh he kicks the shotgun to knock it to him and grab it? Because that was smooth as hell. I was into that.
1: <laughs> I think so. Yeah. So um, what, oh there's what, a part oh please please what what is in
0: the shed sequence in the uh theatrical cut what happens in it
1: uh he 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 he's basically getting the we what we later learn is he's getting the defibrillator the defib, defib you'll get there. ready,
0: oh yeah. okay, so he does not chop up his girlfriend
1: no, no. he doesn't what? he doesn't chop
0: up natalie he does yeah not so chop in up natalie. The, so in the in the in the in the uh unc- in the uncut version he wraps natalie's body up in garbage bags puts it on the the work shed bench and then takes the chainsaw and chops it up into little pieces um oh that's because, unnecessary but i love it because that's well no because it it's one of the
1: rules it's one of the ways that you can
0: uh free but, the demon or whatever God, but God. he
1: doesn't do that to anyone else in the movie like olivia he doesn't cut up olivia and so it's kind of no. like not as maybe that's why they cut it is because he, it's no, like well, why, why is he just up? cutting no, up Natalie? No,
0: the 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 entire montage is him doing it to everybody, um, and oh, he okay. so he chops up Natalie and then he does something else to to Olivia and yeah, gotcha. So, to like yeah lock up and then he's, and then and then he's gonna bury his sister, but like he does something different with each of them. Gotcha. Like, well, I do,
2: I do I do want to say i yeah. th- th- the weirdest one of the weirdest choices in this movie for me. <laughs> is uh is after eric dies down in the basement after saving david and he Mm died they're like in the water and he dies and instead of leaning him back against the steps david just like pushes his body into the water and that bugs me so much
1: like (laughs) like
2: what if he's not quite dead and his respiratory system still functioning you're like you know what hasn't happened yet drowning just we'll finish it off with another one just, like, it just and it just weirded me out so much I was, like, I was like push the body against the steps if it floats later it's fine you don't have to push him you don't have to push your best friend under the water this is really
1: upsetting to <laughs> me so weird david <laughs> <laughs> david
2: is so weird yes
1: uh there's a line that david has that you reminded me of scott earlier when you were talking about how you know throughout all of this mia still doesn't get the easy way out you know Right. Um at one point when he's burying Mia, he says something like, All right, no way but the hard way from now on. Yeah. Or like Oh yeah, from now on it's the hard and like this movie very much like forces both of them to be like, No, like you literally have to kill your sister and she has to die. Yeah. And with Mia, it's like, no, 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 just because you got possessed by a deadite, you still have to claw your way to life and saw your own hand off. Right. Yeah. Like, which is, fight. if I not even saw, pull it off. Um, yeah. Which is
0: so much more horrifying. I want
1: to ask, though, I, why does he put her in the
2: red dress before burying her? Did I miss the date? Or is it just because her in the wet dress in front of the burning cabin and the raining blood is super awesome?
0: <laughs> um,. <laughs> Well, I think he was, I think he was doing it just to be like nice. Cause like, I don't okay. know. He's like, he's like burying his sister. Yeah. Um, but I don't, know. I don't know if I would. Yeah. Cause does he, cause, does he change her clothes before he gets the defibrillator idea or after? Cause like he was already planning on burying. Oh, I cannot
1: her. remember. Very important detail.
0: Yeah. I think, I think that's, <laughs> I, I think that's the difference. It's like, at first he's like, well, I'm going to bury my sister so I should dress her in something nice. She's gonna yeah. die, and you know what? Then, if it if
2: it is just we want her in a different dress for the end of this movie, I'll give yeah. this movie that. I will allow that. Oh yeah,
0: that's fine. Yeah, <laughs> because um, so no, but, I, go ahead. I was just gonna say, but what I like about that burying scene is just like like you were saying, Nick. It's it it is she is literally dying and coming back to life. It is it is her rebirth. Oh. of coming out of drug addiction, like but by also, herself. On Olivia her own, revealed
2: you know? to us earlier in the movie that Mia was already legally dead once. So this is the second fucking time this poor girl has been resuscitated from death. Like yeah. she needs to <laughs> retire at 19. Like I just want her yeah. to get a break. Yeah. Um, but I, I remember when I saw this movie in theaters and when Mia was back standing up, I was blown away. I did not expect this to be the plot of this movie. I did not expect him to beat the curse by killing her and bringing her back. I love the defibrillator with, like, the fucking Pulp Fiction stabbing her in the chest. (laughs) Um, And then one of, I think, one of the best beats of the final sequence of this movie is right after that, we have her sitting on the porch of the cabin, putting her badass fucking boots on. And there's a shot of her putting the boots on. And I feel like that's a little message to the audience. It's like, now she's getting shoes on. We're not done yet. And... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That... From that moment on, I was fully on board with everything this movie was going to throw at me. From her, like, putting the boots on, being alive again, and going, you thought this movie was over? You thought you knew horror movies, Billy? You sack of shit? We're going nuts. <laughs> um,
1: I love the end the, of this movie. The, 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 the raining blood really is when it ratchets up from, like, a 9 to a 10 for me. Yes, yeah. yes. That, the
0: raining blood is what the final battle scene in Army of Darkness could have
1: used. If it had been raining mm. blood during that battle Holy shit, come on <laughs> And in in turn I think what Evil Dead could have used Is uh, a little skeleton Playing a little skeleton flute uh, Yeah, sure, <laughs> absolutely <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: so what And then happens? yeah, we get the so, final battle Yeah, Eric
2: shows back yeah. up, David's like I'm just gonna blow up the whole house, peace out The <laughs> yeah, lighting, yeah, the lighting for the sequence him. is gonna be so good Yeah. Oh, that's when yeah, he does it He yeah. kicks, cause this is a fun thing He, like, kicks the shotgun and it falls over and lands in his hands. And then in a little bit, Mia's in the shed and she hits the shelf and what she needs lands in her. I thought that was a fun parallel with the siblings where they're like, we're so fucking smooth. Um, (laughs) But, yeah, he blows up the cabin for the good lighting. And I respect that. And this is also- Yeah, it's a
1: gorgeous shot.
2: I actually wrote down when I watched it for the first time, like, I thought the movie was over and I, like, made it through my first horror film. I was like, I did it. Mm -hmm. We're done. And then all this happens. But I I love to the 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 kind of like casual reference to, well, five people need to die for the summoning to work way early on in the movie. And because Mia's technically dead, David's the fifth and just like, yeah, he saves everything. But also he finishes the prophecy.
1: Uh, Let's go. Let's go. Oh, we haven't talked about that because this is now this is different from the other evil deads. They kind of give the mythos a big bad there's yes. there's a there's a hymn that's coming with a right. candle on his head, Scott what'd you think of that well i i i assume
0: like i think that's meant to be like evil ash like it's the same entity
1: um, uh, okay yeah. to me yeah. uh, like uh, uh but yeah but but <laughs> it is
0: it is interesting, but I do think like they answer too many questions like they they like add too much to the mythology. Uh, uh, I like it more going, as a mystery. Like it, it takes away from the place.
1: spookiness. I think, for sure. Going back to the illustrations of the book, the kind of tarot card things that you mentioned. Yeah. Uh, what did you think of the one that was recreating the poster for the first movie? That was cool. That was yeah. That was that was a nice that was a nice tie-in. Yeah, I like that. And uh, we already talked about it, but it is it is it is euphoric when she chainsaws literally like ch- chainsaws so- her id her dark self yeah. yeah. and it's like just her the so rubbery practical effect body yeah that's
2: the thing that killed me in this movie that's the thing that won me over forever and ever with this film was going into it the only thing i knew about the evil dead was that bruce campbell was in it and there was a guy with a chainsaw for a hand like that's what i knew mm-hmm. and so when the car gets tipped over onto her and we have that amazing shot of they go through the windows of the jeep from above to just her hand in the car window And then the realization that the chainsaw's there, she's here, and the realization that it's not going to get cut off. She's not using the chainsaw to cut it off. She's ripping it off to get to the chainsaw. And something in my brain was like, okay, you understand what they're doing even without the reference. From her, when she rips her hand off to the end of this movie, I giggled the entire time. I was just laughing. Like it was so visceral and so violent and so fantastic that I'm giggling at the hand rip off when she shoves her stump in it. That's amazing. And then I don't even remember what the line is, but just shoving the chainsaw into the thing's mouth. Like I screamed with laughter. Like it's just so everything has gone so wrong for her the whole time. And the last wrong thing is having to rip her hand off. And just the fact that we gave this woman a chainsaw at the end of this movie and she finally gets to fix everything on her own. It's such a release of all of the buildup of the whole
1: movie. I, I love it. I love it so much. And I think it's something that it's cool because like it it's it works on a multiple it works on multiple levels. It's cool that this does end up being this does end up being Mia's story. And mm-hmm. when Mia's standing there alive by dawn, she the audience is there and she's like, oh, like she deserved this. But it also doesn't really feel like David was a fake out. Because his arc was, he always runs away when it gets tough. He doesn't stay with his loved ones when like they need him most, and he does that, right? And so it it works on also this level of these siblings coming together at the end. Yeah, she wouldn't have been able to succeed if he
0: hadn't stuck it through. Um, and uh, uh, so like yeah, so and then also the allegory works from that side of things as well, of like. You know, they're not if you don't if you don't stick with them, you know, they're not they're not ever going to get better. They're not going to be able to come
1: out the other side of this, you know? Right. Yeah. And, you know, like we don't have to worry. I don't have. To, we don't have to get into ranking them because that, we're going to do that anyway. But like, yeah, you know, it works on an emotional level that I don't think Rami and company were even concerned with back with right. Evil Dead 1. You right. know, yeah. right. They're making Absolutely. a spookablast. blast.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, also, for the record, uh, her final line is feast on this. Uh, That's right. It's
1: so, and then she feeds her, which is, which is
0: the most ass shit I've ever
1: heard. I mean, that is so (laughs) if I want to nitpick. Yeah. Technically the line is, uh, what was it? Feast on this. Feast on this motherfucker. Yeah. I wish it was just feast on this. I kind of think the motherfucker is unnecessary. Oh, I don't even remember the motherfucker. Wow. And I just we watched know it your last Puritan night. I don't values
2: will mean you just hate swearing <laughs> yeah. in films. We understand that. Yeah, but.
1: hate swearing. Yeah. Huh. I think there's too much sex in movies these days. <laughs> yeah, I don't even remember it. Wow. Um but uh yeah.
0: Yeah, the I, feast on this feast on this motherfucker uh stops it from being like a one liner. I think. Right versus mm-hmm. like Feast on this feels like a campy one-liner, which I would love for her to like. That's like her becoming her truest self. Is like now I'm <laughs> the lead of an e- of an Evil Dead franchise. Feast on this, yeah. you <laughs> know. Kick the heroin, and now my writing
2: is impeccable.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I'm of two minds because, like, you know, Quentin Tarantino has said in interviews that like part of the reason that he doesn't want to make a Kill Bill four is because he feels like the bride has earned her rest right yeah and like he's like i don't want to whip out another story where she gets thrown through the ringer again because like i love that character too much and i kind of feel similarly about mia where like right it would have been really cool seeing her team up with ash or go on another adventure but then also like i just i want her to i want like the captain phillips ending or like the kong skull island ending where she's just like taking a nap
2: yeah yeah that's why i do like it's just the, the final shot is just her walking towards the sunrise Mm-hmm. yeah away from the cabin and that's all we need we're just like oh thank god good job just
1: going into the
2: light away from the carnage oh right. and i do want to say the effect of the deadite that she chops in half but not all the way uh <laughs> the effect of the deadite melting back into the ground as it's raining and then the rain stops when it's gone is so cool yeah. like i just it's like and it's so especially good. knowing how much of this movie was practical like that effect is incredible to watch it's so cool
1: mm, i love it for sure and all the makeup is just like top-notch
2: oh yeah oh yeah the burns the deadite makeup the even with the i can't believe you called them anakin skywalker sith contacts because you're absolutely <laughs> correct
1: but even with those... <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah we talked about the stinger and how it never really shook up maybe we can talk about that with evil dead rise you know yeah Like, what, how kind of that whole mess. Right, Um, right. Billy, thanks so much for being on the show. Nick, Scott, thanks for having me.
2: I love this show. So thanks for having me back. This was a blast. And I got to-
0: You're our our first three-timer. Am I really? Listen up, everybody else.
2: I'm better than you. And uh... (laughs) (laughs) no, thank you. That's really a treat. That's so nice. I No, I love this show. I really do. I tell people about it. And uh, I never thought I would have, like, a reason to revisit this movie, so I'm glad that I got one because I did I had a lot of fun rewatching this and laughing That's along great. with all and, the violence again.
1: And it sounds like you might even be interested in watching the uh the Bruce Campbell ones.
2: Oh no, and especially now that we're getting into September and October. Um, every mm-hmm. Halloween, uh the fiance will like find like an iconic horror movie that I've never seen before, and we'll like watch them around the Halloween season. So I think I'll get some Evil Deads in this year. And yeah, I want to, nice. um, and this is dumb, but it's just because I play Dead by Daylight, and I really like to play as Pinhead, but I've never seen Hellraiser, so I think I'm thinking I'm going to try and watch <laughs> at least the first two Hellraiser movies this fall as well because I've never seen those.
1: And there's a remake coming out this October. I'm so excited Who?
2: for the remake. Yeah. I am. I mean, the, everyone that matters is is involved, and in the casting of Pinhead is so good. Um,
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's
2: great. I can't wait more Cenobites baby more weird sex <laughs> demons thank you
1: Scott can we can we do can we do um Hellraiser yes okay so yes, I haven't
2: watched it but I know what I know about Hellraiser is you've got like two pretty good movies and then a whole bunch of
0: garbage <laughs> like... yeah yeah so so there's so there's four theatrical releases um Oof. and then there are but there are 10 total movies Ten, so, ten of these. Yeah, yeah.
1: The box um, you I, opened it. I was, okay. I was going through, uh, I was going through my friend's IMDb the other or today. Actually, I was like, oh, you know, I never looked through my friend's IMDb. My friend, oh, do you live in Los uh, Angeles. He, I'm kidding. I'm just, <laughs> yes, I'm I do. Uh, he he worked on a Hellraiser, and I. Oh. asked about it. Did That's he work
0: cold, on like the that. Derrickson one, or did he work on another one?
1: Maybe it was the because it was one that came. It was called like Ascension or something. No,
0: that's yeah, not the maybe. Derrickson one. Derrickson one. is, Yeah. Um, Interesting. Yeah. yeah. I don't think. A, no, and, do and, and honestly, uh, <laughs>
2: listeners, if there's a horror movie you like, I have not seen it. Um, I'm I'm working very hard to catch up, but I, there's so many I haven't seen. So I'll get there. Yeah. You've
1: seen the first two screams.
2: I have thanks to Nick Jimenez and Senespia. But also Nick, I have also seen Twilight and that's also thanks to the same circumstances. I yes.
0: I feel, I love like, Twilight, I feel like I feel like not having Sorry. seen a lot of horror movies is not that crazy because there are literally twice as many horror movies than I think any other genre of movie. So. Oh, and it
2: is it's so nice to be so far removed where I was like like I wanted to see Halloween 2018 just because mm. I love Jamie Lee Curtis, but I'd never seen Halloween. Mm. So I watched the first Halloween, and I loved it. I was like, I understood, like, you know, here's why this movie's a big deal, blah, blah, all the great stuff. And then I was like, should I watch some more? And everyone else was like, no, just go see 2018. If you want more, <laughs> here's the ones you could watch, but you don't have to watch another Halloween movie ever again if you don't want to. Yeah. Um, and that's great. And now I can't wait for, uh, I, need to f- I need to watch Halloween Kills before Halloween ends, but how can they be bad mm. if, they, if they have a guest star in Real Housewife of Beverly Hills, Kyle Richards. So I can't wait. She's back. <laughs> the, little, the little girl from Halloween 1 grew up to be a Real Housewife, and, and then she was in the Yeah, sequel. oh,
0: I know. Oh, I oh, know. And then,
2: she, and, then, and then I saw the most insane thing of my life, which was an episode of The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills with cross-promotion for Halloween Kills. <laughs> we're wow. like, in the commercial, thing, they were like, they're like, I will be right back. But no, 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 reality show music. And then the first commercial was, I'm Kyle Richards, and I'm in Halloween Kills. And I was like, what is happening? why how is this the advertisement that we're getting it was great evil dies tonight but not the drama (laughs) that's not an exaggeration that's exactly how it was (laughs) she also broke her nose on set uh and then came to beverly real housewives of beverly hills with a new nose and she was like oh i broke my nose being an actress on halloween and we're like no you just got a nose job but no she did break her nose on set which is crazy
1: Billy, she does a lot of tumbling
0: yeah billy tell people about your show
2: Oh, my God. So I have a show called Poptimist that I co-host with my sister Dagny. And you can hear her uh, with me on the X2 episode of Franchiseography or listen to the incredible Twilight episode where she is the guest. And that was the episode that inspired her to make me see that movie because I'd never seen it. And now I have. And I love Twilight. Um, Check out Dagny. So Poptimist (laughs) is a pop culture breakdown show hosted by me and my sister. But the whole gimmick is we invite a guest to come in and bring us something from pop culture that they love that maybe other people don't or maybe it's regarded as bad and then they tell us why they love it why they're optimistic about it and we like just had an episode about <laughs> korean erotica uh which Whoa. was wild we've done like an episode about catwoman uh we did an episode about shark tail recently which was a lot of fun to revisit because that movie is insane <laughs> and i had forgotten like why do the fish have elevators
1: so many they need questions. to make a YouTube video. I don't know if they do these anymore, but they should make a YouTube video where it's like eleven-year-olds today reacting to Shark Tale.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like watch, watch the, watch the Academy Award, or sorry, watch the animated movies who like d- didn't win anything and were cultural yeah. phenomenons but were a big deal for like. Who's six Katie
1: months. Current. Katie Current.
2: <laughs> I can't. Sh- I can't get into Shark Tale, Nick. This podcast okay, has sorry, already we been. Can, yeah, we sorry, could, all right, it. welcome to, 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 to <laughs> franchisography franchiseography bonus episode starting now. Shark Tale. Uh, it's about <laughs> being gay. All right. That's why I like that movie too. Jack black plays a gay shark who doesn't know how to come yeah. out to his father. And that's the whole plot of that movie. Also, Will Smith plays a fish, fish, uh, and Angelina Jolie's the bad guy. It's wild. Um, but yeah, also, uh, I'm a stand-up comedian. Follow me on Instagram. Cause I have a bunch of shows coming up in Los Angeles. Come see me. And if you work in casting, put me uh, in
1: your stuff. Yeah. Cool. You're booked and busy. Comedy. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Scott, Great what was your Pop episode about? Uh, 21 dresses.
0: 27 oh, nice. dresses. 27 dresses. I don't even How remember. I, 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 I think I, there's another. Uh, numbers. Numbers. And I also, I'm still mad remember. because
2: I think, Scott, you're technically like episode 28, and I'm going to be mad about that forever. Like, you're like so close oh, to man. being episode 27. Uh, oh, yeah. And we're going to have but, uh, Nick uh, yeah, told me my, that he's got he's got an idea. So we'll have him on again soon. But Nick did an episode. I've about been entourage. I've been thinking
0: about mine. I mm-hmm. I got the invite and I've been thinking about it, but I don't want to I don't want to come in until I've got something locked down.
2: OK, it's it's a fun show. It's really goofy. Yeah. Me and Dagny have a good time. And uh, every once in a while, it's way more sexually explicit than we meant. Like the episode we did all about fan fiction. Uh, don't listen to it on mm. speaker.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <All> NSFW. <right. laughs> and Um, uh listeners we are we doing we're not doing any correct extracurricular stuff for this one right we're just we're waiting for evil dead rise in the spring yeah yeah
0: um right well we're doing uh so we're doing we got the between us next week um franchise potential is bubba hotep right uh (laughs) so that'll be on the patreon um and then on the other side of between us we start rocky which is gonna be a fun time so oh wow yeah. So this Evil lot Dead of great, movie
2: uh, is not Bruce Campbell. He's done done. He's done those.
0: Yeah, yeah, he's done done. He did Ash versus the Evil Dead, and that was that was the that was it. Three seasons of that, I think.
2: And yeah. Evil Dead Rise? It, is it a I didn't even know this existed. I'm sorry, you've probably already talked about it. But is it a is it a reboot? <laughs> is it a what are we doing?
0: We don't no one knows. No one knows. Oh, what that's it exciting. Is. Yeah. It just it takes place in a high rise this time instead
1: of a cabin.
2: I love it. It's the yeah. future. We have buildings.
1: Yeah. Now. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the The poster Billy is like. So, oh, oh and this I movie just we kind saw of deal it, with and it. it's incredible. This Up one. Down. Yeah. 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 The, yeah. The the saw, chainsaw Skyrise. instead yeah. of the
2: Skyrise. Yeah. This is great. Yeah. I'm on board.
1: But, uh, but yeah, we'll talk more dead. about, like Ash and the Legacy of the Evil Dead, and Scott and I's thoughts on it in the between episode. But for yeah. now, uh, thanks for listening, everybody. This was a really fun series of the show. Absolutely. We'll uh, we'll talk to you next week. Bye, everybody.